today, Courtney, is Dr. Justin Alio. Welcome. Thank you. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, very excited. <laughs> so can you share for our listeners what you do? Yes, yeah, so I am the Director of Academic Achievement and District Innovation at Montour School District, a fancy name for Curriculum Director. Yeah. And I'm also a visiting fellow at Carnegie Mellon University in the School of Computer Science and adjunct professor at California University of Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah. Do you do that all at the same time? Uh, <laughs> sometimes I feel like it. Yeah. It feels like it, yeah. <laughs> so can you give us a little hint for our listeners on why you're here at this conference? So I am here because I am delivering the keynote speech for tomorrow mm-hmm. at 8 o'clock. So I'm very excited for that. And it's all on designing the future that we envision yeah. through personalized learning. So it's about taking all things that we've learned from this conference and things what we want to do. And now we have to design it to actually make those things come to life. Because if we just hope and wish for it, it's not going to come to life. We actually have to design it and then go do it. So, so can you talk about what some of those steps might be? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first thing is understanding and respecting mindsets. So it's understanding who kids are, why they're in their, in their class, uh, what teachers want out of the day and what they want for their professional learning. I think it's all also about uh, equity and inclusion. So it's involving all stakeholders to the table because we have to work together. We can't do it by ourselves, personalized learning. So when we design what it looks like, it has to be a, a, a student's voice and involved. It has to be the teachers, administrators, community stakeholders. And I think at the end, it's listening and supporting best practices. So uh, at the end, we can't, uh, we don't have the, all the ideas. And so we have to listen to people and respect their mindsets and, you know, let people try new things, but support that along the way and encourage risk taking and, uh, and growth mindset. What do you think some of the, the relevant examples that have like be a common thread throughout some of these schools that you're seeing? Well, I think it's trust, and I think it is giving teachers uh, leverage and respecting them as professionals in the classroom. At the end of the day, it's not a program or curriculum that's going to, or a platform that's going to make personalized learning achieve great things. It's about the people that are implementing all these programs. So it's about trust and it's about respecting people as professionals. Okay. okay. So how yeah, have you that. implemented some of your ideas in your district? Well, again, I don't think it's really none of my ideas. It's a, it's a team effort of ideas and we've had a, a great team of high school administrators and high school teachers, middle school and elementary and and I think one of the things is putting yourselves in the student in the in the shoes of students and teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, our high school principal uh, Todd Price does an amazing job of every year he and his teachers shadow students, and from that wow. experience, they awesome. um, saw how monotonous the school day was, just how boring it was—just bells and get get up, go to class, bells. And so, three years ago, we decided as a district to get rid of, get, uh, get rid of all of our bells in our schools, high school. And um, we broke up the day, having personalized learning time. Teachers teach whatever they want to teach. Students um, take classes at whatever they want to take. And it's, it's a live schedule every single day that moves and rotates. And um, so kids get to take what they want to te- uh, take, and teachers get what they want to teach sometimes. And um, so I think that's fun. And I think at the elementary, middle school level, the administration and teachers do a great job. They uh, know every kid, where they are, where they need to be, but not just academically but also in their personal um, wellness and I think at the elementary level 
Uh, our teachers do amazing jobs through professional learning communities, meeting weekly um, with each other to see where kids are, how they can achieve uh, and grow them. Um, so I think it's just, I don't think it's one thing. I think it's always evolving. And mm. I think it's something that um, we're excited to always have um, a journey along right. with it. But I, I th- but I do think it all comes back down to not an idea or something. I think it comes back down to core values. Mm-hmm. So our core values are putting children first, supporting a growth mindset, and creating a learning culture. Right. So we try to say, okay, what's that mean? And we try to live by those. And uh, not just live by those, but do by those examples right. too. So I, I, I really would love to dig in on the high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure you get a lot of questions about it because in many places it seems to be one of the harder grade spans mm-hmm. to move towards personalized learning. And I yeah. think you hit on exactly the structure that is the problem, right? It's the schedule. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's schedule. It's, it's, it's how you design your system is what you want the outcome to be like. Right. So the only institutions in the country that have bells that penalize you when you're late are prisons. Mm. So if we're doing that, then we're preparing kids for prisons and not <laughs> going to be you know, successful at their careers in colleges. So there's a lot of things that come in play there. So if you think about like, well, if we want this student to do this in the future, um, we have to do it now and, uh, and change the way we think and just do things. And that takes, that takes um, a lot of trust and a lot of you know, how honest long, conversations. How long did those conversations go on with the staff and students in the community before you actually took the leap? Um, not long. Uh, you know, I think just even at the high school all the way down to kindergarten. Right. Uh, I think as long as we stick to those core values and have the mindset that if it works best for kids, mm-hmm. we're going to do it. As long as we keep saying that and believing it, the the speed is not long. Uh it's more or less, um, I don't think anything really takes long if you believe it in your heart that's the right thing to do. You just do it. Uh-huh. And, the, you know, you understand it's going to get messy along the way, though. Right. Uh, so the technology is not going to work sometimes. Kids are going to follow the rules sometimes. It doesn't mean you blow things up. Because mm-hmm. deep down in your heart, you know it's the right thing to do. Uh, because the old system... It's going to be messy too, mm-hmm. right? So right, in, it, in yeah. ways we're more comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, and, but, and, and yeah. not even yeah. I, don't, I mean, not <laughs> even that. I mean, you could be uncomfortable that way because you're not fulfilled for what you want to do teaching wise. So, yeah. you know, uh, if teachers are coming to work every day and they have a true passion, and administrators are coming to work every day, every day, and they get a true passion, and kids are running into the building, and it's just it's it's it's, it's all about culture is what it comes down to. So one of the first things that you said was about developing those core values yeah. in a district and not not having a type of program for personalized learning because that just kind of is an oxymoron almost, right? Yeah. So <laughs> if you said that your district has is, is just fully bought in really quickly, so did you have those core values identified beforehand and b- yeah. before you made the transition? So five years ago uh, in the summertime, uh, we did a survey to the staff. What do they want? And we knew something, you know, didn't have to change, but we knew obviously things could be better. Um, so we, we did a survey to the teachers. You know, what do they want? Our, our administrative team sat down, looked at those themes from the surveys, and then we spent the summertime crafting those core values and presented them back out to the staff. Uh, Wordsmithed a little bit based on their feedback. 
and decided, hey, we're going to jump in on these core values. But not just writing core values. I mean, they're written in the hallways. We do our professional development around these core values. We do assemblies. We do every. We do our lesson plans crafted around these core values. So these core values serve really as a central framework for everything we do, from curriculum to uh, systems in place, procedures, policies at the board level, all the way to the community. So, um, so we yeah. So your question about five years ago, we we drafted them, and we stuck to them, and uh, and they're working out really well. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it just organically turned into like a different way we should do school because these are the things we believe in yeah yeah and and i think at the end of the day going back to if it's best for kids like we're going to find a way to get it done right and the only thing that's going to stop us is ourselves dr justin alio thank you very much (laughs) thank you thank you